everyone. Greetings to all of you who have gathered here today in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am Reverend Dr. Lydia Waters. I'm the senior pastor of Pacoima First United Methodist Church in the beautiful city of Pacoima, California. And oh my gosh, we are just so happy that you have joined our worship. Let us all gather around and prepare our mind and our soul and our spirits, our spirits. Oh, prepare our spirits to hear a word from the Lord. Do you have your Bible in front of you? On the phone? iPad is all good. Is there a smile on your face? So we're going to begin with a song of praise to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. The words will appear. And let us join in with our minister of music, Sister Hope Carr, accompanied by her husband, Brother Darnell Carr. Let us sing praises to the Lord, our God. Because, say it with me, when praises go up, what happens? Blessings come down. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for he is good. Unto the Lord, for He is good, for He is good, for He is worthy, worthy, for He is good, for He is good, for He is worthy, worthy, for He is good, for He is good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He Our scripture reading is found in the New Testament Gospel of John. John chapter 6, verses 1 through 13. John chapter 6, verses 1 through 13. And listen now, listen, for the word of the Lord. After this, Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee also called the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Jesus went up the mountain and sat down. He sat down with his disciples. 
Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. And when he looked up and saw a large crowd coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for all these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew that he was what he was going to do. And Philip answered him, Six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to even get just a little. And one of his other disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they among so many people? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in the place, so they sat down about 5,000 in all. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish as much as they wanted. And when they were satisfied, he told his disciples, Gather up the fragments left over, so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the leftovers, the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled twelve baskets. The word of God for the people of God. And now, will you pray with and for me? Almighty God, Everlasting Supreme One. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I come before you now asking that you would allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart uh, that they be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are my strength and you are my Redeemer. In the name of Jesus, I give you thanks and praise. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Our sermon topic for today is Jesus wants. He wants what you have. Jesus wants what you have. The Gospel of John is the gospel that acquaints us most with the divinity of Jesus. Making it clear that Jesus is God. In fact, God is the three-in-one God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now Jesus is the brave and obedient one, the willing and sacrificial one. Jesus is the one who we find in this gospel, going around doing things that no human being could do. He walked the dusty streets performing miracle after miracle after miracle because Jesus was fully God and fully human. How oh, it's amazing. And so our lesson today teaches us that Jesus had crossed the far shore of the Sea of Galilee and a great crowd of people followed him because they had seen the miraculous signs he had performed or heard about them on the sick and the afflicted. These were some really smart people. Amen? Because today, too many people today will just follow anybody for all the wrong reasons. 
Mm-hmm. They'll date over the internet, trusting everybody and anybody. Now, now that may work after a background check. I'm just saying. People today will agree to marriage after FaceTiming with a few weeks. Somebody all the way across the country. They don't seem to care today. You know what? Somebody suggested something to me, and I watched 90 Day Fiance the other day, and that just said it all. I'm telling you, people today don't seem to look for character on the inside. They seem to look for beauty on the outside. All that shines is not gold. But not these certain people in the Bible we're talking about today. They were some smart people. Because who would not follow a divine man who could make the lame to walk, change the sick heart of a confused and lonely woman, bring the dead back to life, tell a crippled man who had been crippled for 38 years to get up, take up your mat and walk, lay hands on the blind and they would regain their sight, speak to demons and they would run. Who, who in their right mind? would not follow a man who could do things like that yesterday and today, then and now. Things he could do, things that no other human man could do. The Bible says they followed him because they saw the miraculous signs he had performed on the sick. Now that's using good judgment. Beloved, whenever somebody asks you why you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you need to begin by telling them of the miraculous signs that Jesus has performed in your life and the life of others. This is what I say. Well, well, I'm following Jesus because I remember when my child was diagnosed with spinal meningitis and the doctors, the doctors were very concerned. And Jesus healed him. Somebody needs to say now, open your mouth. I followed Jesus because one day I was driving my car and another car came out of nowhere and hit me on the driver's side. And I'm here to talk about it. <laughs> I know that's right. Somebody needs to testify. I followed Jesus because my brother was addicted to crack cocaine and the whole family had given up on him. And Jesus called him into the ministry and changed his life. Yeah, somebody ought to be talking. We ought to be talking. I follow Jesus because my marriage was on the rocks and some way, somehow, Jesus fixed it. And then somebody else said, well, I follow Jesus because I was on my dying bed. And Jesus walked into the intensive care unit and brought me back from the brink of death. I, oh, you can't talk more than I can. What he's done for you, he's done for me. I follow Jesus because he's worked so many miracles in my life that I just can't tell it all. I follow Jesus because he's a wonder worker and a miracle maker. He's a burden bearer and a heavy load sharer. He is my rock and my shield, my wheel in the middle of a wheel. I follow Jesus because there is nobody like him. Oh, Jesus. 
Jesus is the best thing that has ever happened to me. Can't you just tell somebody? Just tell somebody. You got time to listen. I just can't tell it all. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, but child of God. Listen, as the people were following Jesus, Jesus didn't even notice because he was going to the mountainside with his disciples to sit down and rest in preparation for the Jewish feast. Jesus was going to engage in some traditional Jewish customs with those whom he loved. Oh, it's such a good thing to get away sometimes with other people who have things in common with you. I got a group and I love them. That's why the church needs its own getaway. You, you, you need to be with people who are not offended when you begin to talk about the Lord. You need to be around people who love to read the word of God and sing the songs of Zion and say, Hallelujah! Amen! Amen! Oh, you need to be among some praying people. You just need to get away sometime and shout on the same pew that other people are shouting on too when the church door is open again. You know what I'm talking about? Jesus wanted to get away with his special followers for some time together. And listen, Jesus must have been all caught up in the moment with his disciples because verse 5 says, when, when Jesus looked up, he saw a great crowd coming toward him, and he, he said to Philip, Philip, one of the disciples, he said, Where shall we buy bread for all these people to eat? Sometimes, beloved, you cannot discern the needs of other people because you have not gotten away from them. Help me, somebody. When you are tired and needy, you can't even begin to think clearly about what other people need. Jesus knew what they needed because he had gotten away from them for a while. So Jesus, Jesus asked Philip, he asked Philip the question about where to buy food for the hungry people who had followed him for a blessing. Now the Bible says that the, he only asked Philip, he only asked Philip to test him. For Jesus already had in mind what he was going to do. <laughs> Did you know that Jesus will do that to you and to me? He will test us. Knowing all the time <laughs> what he's going to do. Philip, dear Philip, like many times we do, Philip failed the test. Because, now listen, because Philip thought Jesus needed money to buy food for the people. Philip looked at all of those people and he said, My Lord, it would take a lot of money that we don't have right now to feed all these people. Now, if I asked Philip, that would have been a good answer. Or if you asked Philip, that would have sufficed. But this was Jesus asking Philip what to do. And you know what? Philip forgot. Just like that, we forget, we forget. He forgot that Jesus didn't need money to work a miracle. 
Philip forgot that Jesus could do anything. Philip forgot that Jesus had already turned water into wine. He forgot that it was Jesus who raised the widow's son. Philip had resorted to natural solutions while in the presence of a supernatural God. Oh, when we are with Jesus, beloved, and a problem appears, it seems too big for us to handle. Don't forget, child of God, don't forget, remember now, that Jesus, I said Jesus, can handle it. Philip didn't pass his test. Because Philip wasn't thinking spiritually. You see, when Jesus asked Philip about going out and buying some food, that was the wrong procedure. It was a trick question. You see, whenever we think having money to buy things is the absolute answer, then we are wrong. Now, don't fail your test. I want to fail my test. Don't fail your test, boo. Education, money, fame, and fortune is never the absolute answer. Oh, many times they are a blessing. They're a blessing now. They are not the absolute answer. Oh, Jesus is the answer. For the world today, beside him there is no other. Jesus is the absolute way. Can I get an amen? Somebody needs to say amen. Listen, but but the Bible says then, another of his disciples spoke up. He said, here's a boy. It's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will that go among so many people? My, my, my. One disciple said, I just don't know where we'll get the money. And the other disciples said, something that was just a little better. He said, Jesus, here's a little something, something. But what can we do with that? Beloved child of God, do we know that Jesus can use anything we bring to him if we just bring him something? Jesus was looking for what was already available. Are you already available? Lord, I'm available to you. So then, my beloved, the disciple named Andrew brought to Jesus what he thought was a most unlikely solution. He brought a little boy, a child, a youngster. I hope my children are listening to this. Not an older, more mature Christian. Not one who had been in the church since the early 1900s. He didn't bring someone who had traveled the world, gone to Ivy League schools, and had money in several different bank accounts. Neither did he bring somebody who was loaded with all kinds of goodies to eat. Oh, no. He brought a boy, a youngster. And not only was he just a boy, but he didn't even have much food in his hands. He just had a little something-something. Andrew said, Jesus, here is the boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among so many? Andrew didn't know how far they would go among so many, but he brought them anyway. 
You see, it's not for us to say how Jesus will use what we give to him or anybody else. It's just for us to offer them. All people will make all kinds of evaluations on what you have to bring to Jesus. Oh, you can't bring, you can't even talk. You're too fat. You don't go to, you didn't go to college. You use drugs. You've been in prison. You're too short. You're too tall. You don't know the word of God. you just pretending. But hear me today. When you give something that you value to the Lord's work, Jesus will bless your gift. Remember the woman who gave two cents, two pennies is all she had. Now it is important to understand that what this boy has was not just anything. He could have used what he had for himself. In fact, it was unbelievably value understanding the situation. He must have been the only one there with some food. It might not have been much, but it was valuable. It was something everybody else there needed. Food. He had some food. They didn't have food. (laughs) Sometimes the most unlikely person has just what we need the most. Can I get amen? So don't make fun. And my dearly beloved, don't you ever think that you don't have anything that other people don't need. Because because there will come a time when you have joy, unspeakable, the joy of the Lord. And the richest person in the world is in the grip of utter sorrow talking about suicide. There will come a time when you have friends, when the smartest person, person in the world is sitting in a home all alone crying. There'll come a time when you have peace, that unspeakable peace. When your well-dressed friend is going through a living hell. Oh, don't you ever think that God has not blessed you real good. Believe me, beloved, when you have Jesus, God Almighty, you have someone and something other people want and other people need more than anything. Do you have Jesus? Oh, listen. Jesus took the little that a child had and multiplied it and multiplied it and multiplied it and multiplied it until it fed thousands of people. And there was plenty left over. Oh, mercy, mercy. And you know it had to be a child. Let me just throw this in here. Because one of us, one of us would have been very reluctant to give up our food to anybody. (laughs) It took a child's heart. A child's heart, that's what we need. A a child's innocence, that's what we need sometimes. You see, children believe in miracles. They believe in us. They believe in us grown people, even when we don't believe in ourselves. Thank you, children. 
glory to God. Jesus wants to hear us tell him honestly and boldly, not ashamedly. Jesus, I don't have much. But here, 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 Jesus, take it. I don't have pretty things, but but take the things that I have. Oh, I don't have great things, but oh, Jesus, you you can take what I have. I don't have refined things, Jesus, but but take just just take what I have. I I don't have beautiful things, but take what I have. I may not have as much to give as some old other people do, ooh, but Lord, just take what I have and use it. To your glory. Beloved, the lesson today from the word of God is this. Jesus can take my stuff and Jesus can take your stuff. He can take your mess, my mess, and he will give us enough of whatever we need for everybody. When we give him our best, he'll take care of the rest. When we offer him our little, it may be just the thing Jesus will use to bless a whole lot of people. Don't evaluate your gift. Just put it in the master's hands. I love songs and music. You know the song that says, just ordinary people. God uses ordinary. He chooses people just like me and you who will be willing to do what he commands. God uses people who will give him all no matter how small you may seem, it may seem to you. Because little See?
you place it in the master's hands. How God uses ordinary people just like you and me. Oh, child of God, I pray that this word from the Lord has blessed you. And so now I'm going to open the doors of the church and invite you to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. It's time to do that. Put your name on the church roll. Give your tithes and offerings. And share your gifts and talents to God's church. We don't have to be in the building to do that anymore. We don't even have to be in the street anymore. You can be anywhere in the world. And join this church. And give your gifts and your talents. So go to our website. And there you're going to find a form to join the church. Fill it out and we'll contact you. And that website you'll also find a way to give. And also, because this is the first Sunday. First Sunday of the month. It's a very special time in the church of Jesus Christ. And we have made it possible for you to receive the sacrament of Holy Communion. If you're a member of the church, or if you're not, and you'd like to get a Holy Communion kit from Pacoma United Methodist Church, please let us know. We'll be happy to mail out one to you. And that is our hope. It's just our hope. That those of you who have received your communion kits will use them with a grateful heart. So let us do that. I'm going to go through communion with those of you who have your communion ritual. And you have your sacrament of bread. Symbols, the symbols of bread. So go with me. I invite you now to spiritually unite with all the members of Pacoma First United Methodist Church and with all of the saints of the church in heaven and on earth and partake of the Lord's Supper that has been consecrated by me as an elder in the United Methodist Church. According to the Gospel of Luke, when our risen Lord was at table with his disciples, he took bread and he blessed it. He gave it to them. And then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Take the bread. This is the body of Jesus Christ. The breath of life broken for me and for And then he took the cup, which represents his blood. Take the cup. This is the blood of Jesus Christ, the cup of salvation, shed for you and for me. Oh, we thank you, Lord God, 
that through your word in this holy communion, you have given us your son, who is the true bread from heaven and food of eternal life. So strengthen us in your service that our daily living may show our thanks through Jesus Christ our God. 